up and up and up and now Bank of Canada raising the interest rates today 50 basis points could have been more we have lots of analysis on how this is going to to affect so many things and it is we are also going to invite you to send us your texts any questions for guests or anything on these lines you can text us at 416-870-6400 with your impressions and your feeling, as I like to say, of what just happened today and where does this put you and your sense of what's going to happen in this country. We begin with a welcome to our first guest, Jessica Morehouse, a millennial money expert, a speaker, accredited financial counselor, Canada, and host of the More Money podcast. Jessica Morehouse, good evening. Good evening. It wasn't as much as many predicted, but it was a solid 50 basis points. So what does it tell you, Jessica, that is going through the mind of the Bank of Canada? Um, well, I mean, we've got to take our, our wins where we can. So we <laughs> think this is good news, even though it's not the best news. It's not news that I think most people want to hear. I think what a lot of um, you know economists and other experts are um, thinking is this may be a sign that the Bank of Canada is kind of easing up. They're not going to be as aggressive moving forward, hopefully. They were very aggressive at the start of the year and throughout the summer. And so this may be a sign that they are starting to see results with inflation go down. And so with that, they're not going to be as aggressive with uh, raising those interest rates. And they're likely, too, are very concerned, again, with balancing the risk of raising these interest rates too much and then triggering a recession. I know recession has been a buzzword for the past several weeks. Um, so I think they're probably very cognizant of that. They obviously don't want that to happen. So I think maybe that's why they made a decision, a decision to do 50 basis points instead of the uh, 75 that everyone was expecting. It's true, though. But when did this has happened before, there have been recessions. And mm. sometimes there, there's a certain segment of economists who think sometimes that's not so bad. Is it a correction that we need? Mm. Well, def- I definitely think there there is a correction that we need. It's uh, just looking back the past couple years, or really the past, you know, five, six years, yeah. um, you know, things, especially the cost of things, I, I'm thinking especially real estate, interest rates were so low for so long, things were getting out of hand, uh, but especially I would say in 2020 and 2021. So things could not continue as they were. And so even though this is very painful to experience the other side of things where things aren't so prosperous as they were in 2021, it, something needed to change. And so I think, yes, a correction is necessary. Though when we talk about, you know, the word recession, I think a lot, yeah, that, that word scares people. And I get it. I'm a millennial. I experienced the last one. It was no parade. It was not fun. <laughs> no, it wasn't. But there is a generation that we talk about that this is is frightening people. And they really mm-hmm. did think there was going to be cheap money for a, a long time. Jessica, what lies in the future here? How, how can people well, adapt? Do you see them adapting? Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. I think this is a great lesson that, uh, you know, cheap money was, it was around for a long time, but people got really comfortable and then they thought it was normal, but it wasn't normal. Uh, and it lasted, I think, a little bit too long. And that's why we're in the situation now. People got way too comfortable and they bored a lot. And so we're going to be seeing some, some you know, not so great changes. Um, you know, obviously I have no idea what could happen in the future. Don't have a crystal ball, but I do believe that, you know, just like uh, lots of other economists are predicting 2023, we will, we will see a recession. I don't think it will be anything near the Great Recession of 2000, 
you know, seven to two thousand nine. Thank goodness. Um, but we will experience, uh, you know, we're already seeing lots of headlines of real estate dropping by 30% and lots of crazy headlines like that. And I, I do see we are going to experience unemployment, stagnant, uh, you know, wages, the benefits cutting. I, I don't know, you know, I'm sure some companies are, are, are kind of trying to figure out, is this the year that we're going to continue giving it our bonuses, our end of year bonuses or, or not? I, I guarantee a lot of companies are going to hit pause on that. Um, which can be difficult because I feel like it was just six months ago I was having conversations, you know, <laughs> on the news about uh, the the great resignation, people jumping ship to a, a company to earn more money, and now we're in a very different place where I think a lot of people are very concerned for their jobs, they want to keep their jobs, or they want to make some preparations now in case they do get that notice, get laid off, or their hours get cut. It has changed things. Look at, I mean, it wasn't, I think you and I talked about, you know, the quiet quitting and all that. Yeah. And now look where we are. And and as you just mentioned, the cost of housing. This is what used to happen in these corrections. It cooled people down. Yeah. But the rate, when the rates go up, if the prices go down, does it really matter? I think it does. <laughs> For if yeah. you are not a current owner, I mean, I'm a current owner. I'm not sweating it because I'm a, I'm a, I'm always in the mindset that if you're buying real estate, you're in it for the long haul. It's a, a good long-term investment. So you can't, just like, you know, investing in the stock market, stay in for the long haul and ride out those waves. But if you, you know, I've been talking to so many young people and they've been waiting for an opportunity to get into the market because things were so crazy. This is that opportunity. Yes, interest rates are significantly higher than they have been. But I've been seeing price cuts on houses, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars. That's significant. And so if you can get in there, and again, interest rates are up now, but they will go down eventually, hopefully in the next year or two, then you'll own a home and you'll see those uh, rates go down and then you'll be in a a good spot. But again, I'm just speculating. Um, But I think this could be a a good opportunity for, for, you know, people that want to become homeowners and and weren't able to afford uh, so in the past. If there is uh, this demographic, let's say Gen Z, they're looking at this, they're wringing their hands, oh my God, the R word. Mm. Uh, How do you prepare somebody for that? Well, uh, (laughs) and I wish there was a a guidebook or I wrote a guidebook because I I sure did have an interesting life experience with the last one. The one thing I will say is it can be a great learning experience of what to do and what not to do. I learned some great lessons when I was in my 20s going through the recession uh, and, you know, being unemployed for a while or underemployed once I finally got a job and, and didn't earn that much. You figure out how can I survive? What can I do to manage the money that I am earning? How can I be adaptable? I mean, that's where I discovered side hustles or getting a second job because I need to earn more money. So, you know, it's not great. I I don't want Gen Z to have the same experience I did because it was a bit traumatic. But (laughs) you can always, you know, make lemonade over those lemons. It's all about mindset. It is, and it, it builds experience and character mm-hmm. in these things. It sure I, does build character. <laughs> it does. What do you make I, of the political aspect of this now? Of course, all politicians have to come in and say, I'm working for you, and I, I understand, I feel your pain. It's the oldest cliche, and we all want them to feel our pain. But we've got a tax on the Bank of Canada. You've just talked about all the reasons why they're doing it. Is this a danger and make people not responsible or not realize that it has been cheap money? It is not the normal. I guess the important thing to to recognize and remember, though, is the Bank of Canada 
is not the government. They are separate entities. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I've been seeing a lot of some politicians say, oh, well, you know, we really hope that the interest rates don't continue to go up. And the Bank of Canada is saying, well, we are not you. You cannot tell us what to do because <laughs> they should be separate. You don't want politicians, uh, you know, stipulating what, what the Bank of Canada is going to decide. So I think that's a really important thing to just to differentiate. But, uh, you know, I, I think it's really important. I, I just kind of remind people, of, I know this is a difficult time. No one wants to see interest rates go up. I certainly personally don't want to see them go up anymore, but I understand why they are. And I think we just need to understand their methodology and do what we can personally to kind of ease our cash flow, you know, whether that's making an extra payment on your mortgage so you can kind of ease uh, some of those payments for yourself. Look at your own financial life to see what you can do. And then, I, you know, it's one of those things where it's, it's hard to see now, but in the future, as you see, okay, wow, we see inflation going down, we see costs going back down, you'll recognize why this did have to happen. But it's hard to see it now because it's just painful. It is painful. And then people want to point the finger, but, you know, maybe they can make it a sport. A game. Yeah. A tick, a tick <laughs> drop hunger game. Maybe yeah, not. Yeah, <laughs> Hunger Game, TikTok game. Oh, yeah, there's a, there's always there. something. There's something out there. Jessica Morehouse, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Jessica Morehouse, a millennial money expert, speaker, accredited financial counselor, Canada, and a host of the More Money podcast. There we are. A couple of laughs. It's not really funny. And the sad part is that there are people who are struggling anyway. I mean, we know housing costs, rental costs, all of it. And if you're already doing all those things and are really, really tight on a budget, this has got to be scary, especially how it's going to affect other things. Is it going to affect your job? Is it going to affect the job market? And what will happen when you go inside that grocery store? I'm Arlene Bynan, and this is On Point. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.